Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership. I'm here today with Wes Trokel, the president of Effective Database Management. For nearly 25 years, Wes has worked in and with over 100 associations, nonprofits, and membership organizations throughout the United States, Canada, and Australia. He provides a range of consulting services. He helps organizations select and implement data management systems. He uses, uh, helps them use their database and data for improved marketing and communication, and especially to advance their organization's missions. He's uh, written nearly 100 articles and hundreds of blog posts, which makes him the most published author on data management in the association market. Welcome, Wes. Hi, Lena. Thanks. Glad to be here. Well, since you, you know more about data management in the association market than anybody else and you publish more about it, let's talk a little bit today about big data. What on earth is big data, and why is there so much attention to it in the press these days? Right. Yeah, big data is definitely the latest uh, buzzword in the uh, business market. Um, big data really is just all the data that's being generated by an organization. So in the good old days, it was all about transactions, you know, sales with customers and things like that. But uh, as data has become more um, expansive and available in a lot of different means, that's uh, how we're collecting or what we're calling big data now. So we're talking about things like social media, of course, Facebook and Twitter and all the things that are being said about organizations or conversations that are being held about organizations. And it also uh, things like operational data. So if you think about manufacturing, um, everything is run on a computer these days, and all of those computers log information. And so there's this massive amount of data, which um, you know, the experts have now dubbed big data, which really just means everything that's being produced by your organization or talked about uh, your organization. Why is there so much interest in all this, and all of a sudden? Because this, this data didn't just appear overnight, right? It's been kind of, we've been right. gathering this over time. Why is there such a big interest now, and, and what's the potential for us? Well, the reason I think there is a lot of interest is because the reality is it's become extremely inexpensive, almost to the cost of being, uh, the point of being negligible, to store data, and it's becoming less expensive to analyze that data. So the idea, in, in the good old days, I can even remember in my lifetime, there was a point where if you were entering data into a database, you had to be really careful about how much information you put in. And so, and I know, Linda, you have some experience with this as well. Back in the good old days, you would have two-letter codes that would mean something. And um, nowadays, that, that, that restriction just doesn't exist. And so the idea that we have to limit our data is really out the door. So there is, again, this massive amount of data, and it's there. And now we've got computer processing power that will allow us to really analyze that. And so I think it's that combination of um, essentially free storage with really powerful processing that has brought this to the fore. And you know there are a lot of, uh, a lot of especially large organizations, see some tremendous opportunities here. What kind of opportunities do you see for us? I mean, what can we do with all this stuff? Because we can drown in this data, right? Exactly. Well, there, there have been some really, uh, I think, cool examples of this, really at, at a very broad level. Um, when we're talking about big data, we're talking massive, you know, terabytes of data. Two of, the, two of my favorite examples, actually, one is the, 
the 2012 Obama campaign, mm -hmm. they actually had some IT gurus who worked with them to analyze, among other things, Facebook data. And their objective was to find essentially true believers, but people who had also had very strong connections to other people. Because they knew that the, you know, the point of any election is to get out the vote. It's to actually get people to go to the election uh, you know, and, and vote. And so they, analyzing Facebook data as one example, they were able to find the people who felt very strongly about this, had very strong connections, and could be the people who would really push their friends to go uh, vote for Obama. And obviously that, that worked out for them. But uh, the key here is that using that information, they were able to essentially do what, you know, what us marketers call micro-targeting and really, really tailor the message so that when a message came to me and said, Wes, we know how much you love Obama and how, mu how many friends you have and uh, the things you're talking about. It's a little scary because it's a very, little big brother-ish, but, um, but the message resonates. So when it comes to me, it isn't, they're not talking to me like I'm some 50-year-old uh, fat cat, but I'm actually a 25-year-old post-college grad who uh, you know, likes Starbucks coffee and things like that. So the message is really well tailored and it's uh, very strong, the, uh, very effective too. The um, other great example, which is a little different, but it is a great example of big data, is that um, the city of L.A. uses data from their roads to modify uh, their lights, so how the street lights actually go from green to red. They're analyzing data you know, constantly every day to make sure that stuff is kind of fine-tuned to keep traffic flowing. And you've probably seen these HOT lanes, the HOV lanes with a toll attached to them. Mm -hmm. Those kind of things uh, also are being managed on big data because what they're doing is analyzing, constantly analyzing the flow of traffic. And as traffic gets more congested, the price goes up on those tolls because they're trying to, frankly, discourage people from using those roads so it doesn't get too clogged. So those are two really big examples of really big data. Wow. So, so it's interesting because I, th I think we've, we've heard a lot about things like the Obama campaign and certainly targeting and sending email, but who would think that traffic lights and making right. traffic flowing is really um, something that someone's there controlling? And yet, yeah, as, and especially as, as this uh, you know, kind of demand for, for space on a freeway changes, to be able to move that and, and change the, the tolls or, or change the lights in real time yeah. is, is pretty impressive. The fascinating thing, you know, my background is in marketing, and so I always, that's always my focus is to think about, you know, what are better ways to communicate, better ways to get our message out, and so on. And, you know, that's an obvious use of big data. But like you said, there are some less obvious uses. Another one that's fascinating to me is um, using manufacturing data. So uh, large manufacturers can use the data from their computers to find out where, you know, maybe where manufacturing is being slowed down, maybe where they're having supply chain problems. And so they're Again, because there's massive amounts of data and the ability to analyze it, they can really get down kind of the micro level of saying, you know, here's the problem in our chain. If we improve this even by 10%, that could be a return of 10% to our bottom line. So it's really Great. worth it. Absolutely. So tell me, what are some of the challenges? Because, again, with all this data, and I know we have new tools that are available, but, it, it, again, it can seem overwhelming when you want to get someone elected, when you want to make the, the lights, uh, you know, traffic flow more, more, uh, more smoothly, that's pretty straightforward. But how do you, if you're an organization and you've got all this data, how do you even start to figure it out? Yeah, it's a great question, and, and frankly, it's the toughest, uh, toughest one to answer. Really, the first and most important thing is that you have to have some objective in mind as, as to what you're trying to accomplish. In other words, just saying we're going to do big data doesn't get you very far. Um, you know, 
the two examples you gave, the, the Obama campaign, they had a very clear objective, which was to get people out to vote. Uh, in in the case of the traffic, they're they're trying to keep the traffic flowing. So it's very clear what they're trying to accomplish, and that's the most important thing when you start any of these projects is to establish what it is that you want to be able to do. Are you trying to, you know, improve customer service? Are you trying to uh, decrease cost on certain things? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? And then start looking at the kind of data you have that might help you do that. One of the keys is that. Um, the organization needs to identify what data they actually have at their disposal. In my experience working with um, associations, pretty much regardless of the size of the organization, very rarely do they have a great grasp on all the data that they have access to. In other words, the data is being managed in all these different places, but no one, no one person or no one group really understands all the data that's there. And so one of the, the um, really common activities I do with my clients is to sit down and talk about what are the data channels, that's what I call them, where is the data being managed and stored, uh, who has access to that data, who is responsible for managing it. And invariably, when I do these kind of exercises, what I find is that the organizations have way more data than they thought they had, and that none of it is really being managed in a holistic manner. And so A, understanding what you have, and then B, understanding um, how you can use that are, are really the keys to to any data management, but especially big data. So in my experience in, in working with large organizations, there's data all over the place. It's yep. not clean, and, and the IT department may have been trying uh, valiantly to kind of keep this stuff centralized, but it very rarely happens. So when you find this data that's all over the place, how do you start to get a handle on it? Because people feel a sense of ownership to their own data, and yeah. they don't necessarily want to share, and yet it's for the overall good of the organization. Yeah, that's a great question, and the, the challenge, you know, going back to what I was just saying, first is identifying kind of the where and the who and what it is, and then the next step there is to say, okay, given all this data that we have, what are the key data points that we actually need access to? And very often what you'll find is if you think of, say, three different data channels, um, you know, maybe there's uh, just transactional information of customer sales, and then there's uh, Facebook information or Twitter information, and then there's uh, sales and service information. Those, within those channels, you have a lot of detail. But when you are looking at this, you know, kind of one step removed and saying, okay, what do we want to be able to do? What's our objective? If it's just better communication, then we can look at each of those channels and say, okay, within those channels, we have specific data points that we want to pull out. So in the customer service, it's, you know, what they bought and when, and maybe the dollar amount within um, the the unstructured data like Facebook and Twitter, it may be comments specific to a particular product, for example. And then on the customer service side, same thing where it may just be um, feedback that we're getting on a certain product. And so each of them has all tons of data that they're managing, but there are points within that we want to extract. And so those are the kind of conversations that have to be held, like you said, between IT or whoever's managing that big data project and those groups that are managing all of their data. And the hard part, of course, is figuring out how we can extract those pieces of data from that broader set. So, so here's one of the things that I find uh, that, that, you know, something like this gets very trendy. And so we hear about this, you know, and, and, you know, having been in this business for years, that there's trends that come and go, and we have to look at them and go, oh, well, do we adopt them or not? Right. So what happens is everybody's talking about big data. There's books being written about it. There's articles. Everybody's talking about these things. And so in comes my boss and says, you know, we need to do this big data stuff. And it's almost like, what is that? Well, I don't know. We just 
we can't be left behind. Right. How do you even start to respond to something? And I know, like you said, you need to go look at the data and see the data points, but where do you even, even start to begin to get your hands around that? Excuse me, it's a great question. I think um, one, uh, the first thing you have to do, and hopefully you have the kind of relationship with your boss you can say this, is to ask them, you know, what's driving this? What, what, why are you at my door now saying we've got to do this? Because something has brought him or her to your office. And so finding out what that motivation is, I mean, it, very often, sad to say, it's just it's essentially peer pressure. They've got um, um, peers in other organizations who are talking about their big data programs, and so they say, well, you know, we've got to catch up because John over there is doing it as well. Yep. And so understanding the motivation behind that comment or question is, is kind of the key first. And then if they can um, explain what that is, then you can uh, respond appropriately. And, again, for me, it's always going back to the issue of, okay, now that you, you, you say we need to do this big data thing, well, what does that mean? And, ultimately, what is our objective here? What are we trying to fix or improve or advance? And if we can establish that, then we can start talking about how that gets done. But I think my experience is, and I suspect maybe you've had the same experience over your career as well, is that not always, but often someone will come in and say, we've got to do this because they heard it has to be done, but they really don't have any idea what it is they really want to accomplish with that, and that's obviously the big danger. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I see that so much in marketing, that there's this bandwagon or this fad or this, this hot thing of the day, and we need to go do it. Why do we need to do it? Because it's cool or because it's hot or and because everybody else is doing it or because I think we should do it, and it, it, it's, it's letting the tactics get ahead of the strategy, right? So right. I think what I'm hearing you say which is what I talk about a lot, is let's stop doing all these tactics and figure out what our strategy is first, and then maybe it's the right thing, maybe it's not. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And I, I remember having a conversation once with a group. Uh, I don't remember the specific issue. I just remember that the person said, I asked them a question about what they were doing in, in Area X, and he said, well, we're doing this. I don't know if it's working or not, but we're doing something that's better than doing nothing. And my response was, I don't think so. Actually, right. sometimes doing nothing is better than doing something. If right, you're just especially moving if you spend a lot of time space. and energy and, and get nowhere. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. And so I think clearly uh, there's, there's that kind of risk with big data is to say, you know, we're doing it now, so that's, we kind of check that off the list and we can go back to what we've always done. Then let's ask the, the other question, can I ignore all this? I mean, is it just hype? What happens if I don't do anything right now? Right. I think, um, you, you know, you can't ignore it. Per, uh, because it, because it's real. I mean, there 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 is a lot of information out there, and obviously, if your competitors are are digging through their data, they're going to gain quite an advantage on you over time if they do it right. Um, so I, I don't think you can ignore the, the concept and ignore the fact that there's a lot of data out there. But I think what's important, again, what we touched on, is being clear on what you're trying to accomplish and then really taking, being methodical about how you address that. Um, as you mentioned earlier, you know, it's very easy to become overwhelmed with all of this stuff, and so one of the keys is really to understand what data you have and what, what is the potential for the use of that data. Um, that, maybe that's something you can do internally. That might be something you need to hire a consultant to help you with. But I think you know, the, the risk here is to say, well, we need to go out and buy you know, the best consultants and the best software to address all these issues without really understanding what it is you're trying to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Well, thank you so much. We've been uh, talking here with Wes Trokel, who is the president of Effective Database Management, about some of the big opportunities and big challenges that come with big data. So thank you, Wes. Welcome.
Okay. This is Linda Popke, and thank you for joining us. Until the next time, um, we're looking forward to seeing you again at Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage 2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.